We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, continuing some fantasy football chatter, joining me in studio like he was supposed to do on Monday, and then I had to cancel on because my flight got delayed, but you're here now. So we're going to do two shows, Chris Meany from nice. The Athletic. Yes. So we're going to recap your flex auction, and yep. that'll come out on Saturday. Okay. Well, let's talk about week one of the preseason. Let's Maybe do it. We got some trades. We got some injuries. Yeah. I guess I should let people know if they want to get into a draw for 20 DK bucks, they can do so by smashing the like button for the episode, leaving their DraftKings handle in the comment section, and most impressive, whose stock rose the most after week one, the Thursday night series of the preseason? It could be no one. I mean, don't say no one. That's going to get you ineligible for the draw, but like whoever it might be, like if some like Rando had a huge game against fourth stringers, it's probably not going to impact their fantasy value too much because they're not going to go, you know, making the team. Therefore, they'll be irrelevant in fantasy, which is something you saw. Maybe tick up the list, leaving that name down there. Maybe it'll be a sleeper later on uh and leave a five-star review on the audio podcast pat mayo experience five stars DraftKings handle something nice about the show boom you're in the draw all my rankings are up on dkplaybook.com if you want to check out all the other shows hit the description of the video they're all there i did a show with jake earlier this week oh yeah nice yeah. talking about the flex talking about uh the giants oh the giants yeah, yeah his favorite team yeah i, I don't hits. i don't watch them but i know everything he knows everything giants mets doesn't watch them doesn't like them deep down loves them both so I don't want to go like game by game, but maybe we'll, right. we'll end up doing that here. Uh, the first thing I wanted to get to, Duke Johnson traded mm. from yeah. the Cleveland Browns. The new backup now is Dontrell Hilliard. Okay. So like everyone's just talking about, oh, like Chubb is a smash now. And I like Chubb anyway. Yeah. But now there's no one there to steal all of his receptions. This this Dontrell Hilliard guy, because you know, the average depth of target for Nick Chubb last season was under three. That's not great. No. So if he's not the pass catcher they want him to be, I like the situation a bit more because... 
it's one of those things where if he's just on the field so much, he's going to get three catches a game. And three catches is enough for Yeah, him. for sure. Because he's getting all the goal line work. He's going to get all the between the 20s work. He's going to get like 20 touches yeah. a game. Yeah. You piece that together, it's going to be fantasy bonanza. It makes him like a top 10 running back. But for sure. do you worry about anyone stealing receptions? Like just th- th- that they will have a focused third down back and then Kareem Hunt eventually yeah and then Kareem Hunt eventually obviously you know this a lot can happen by week 10 or week 11 whenever that is but I mean I think now Chubb and I like Chubb anyways too I think we talked about him last time I was here but now he's a for sure like RB 8 7 I can make that case definitely rather him over Joe Mixon Dalvin Cook I had him up at number five and I was like yeah that's probably a bit much. I it's, moved, it's I not moved, the... I moved Connor to number five yeah. I don't know and what that's, to do man I know and that's where I have Connor too like I go Connor DJ and Lev Bell but you could make a case for Chubb over Mixon all three the, of those I had guys Mixon that in that mix as well yeah i mean that's fair too this this offense is going to be so good in cleveland and that's where i split the hairs right between a guy like joe mixon already missing aj green that team sucks i mean what's going to happen with their run game i mean mixon is fine he's going to catch a few balls but chubb to me is is the safer back i mean it's the better offense he's not going to get any touches stolen from him you mentioned like there's not many guys who are going to take competition away like they drafted a couple backs in Cincy I'm sure they're not going to step in and, I feel like and take touches, I feel like they're, they're there. I feel like they're Geo Bernard replacements more than Mixon they are they they probably they are for sure but I have more confidence in Chubb as for Duke Johnson I mean this is a great landing spot for him yeah so he goes to the Texans so they cut Dante Foreman he goes to the Colts I covered that with Jake so it looked like Lamar Miller he's the guy yeah I still think he is going to be the guy I do but, too but the big story coming out of the Texans from last night was Kiki Cutie rolled his ankle poor guy man can't stay healthy no he can't so does duke johnson go into the slot some of the time like what, what are we he looking might, at here yeah he might originally when i first heard of that trade i said oh great landing spot duke is back up into that range i feel like with those other pass catchers austin Eckler, maybe he gets a bump we don't know a gordon yeah i was thinking like would i want like naheem hines or duke johnson i think the answer is duke johnson it is only because the colts will be playing from in front so much that hines just probably won't be on the field that's how i feel too yeah the answer is, is duke but i think he belongs in a tier with like Tariq cohen it's somebody who I think is going to get some passes. Yeah, that's that's probably a good comp. Yeah, him, I I I moved him up in and around that range. Like I have Eckler a couple spots ahead because I don't know what the heck's going on. With yeah, Dalvin you have Gordon. to factor in what if Gordon doesn't play. What if Gordon doesn't then play? You would and want then, Eckler. then you Eckler would be in, in borderline RB two in a PPR format. Yeah. Certainly want to play him in flex. Like even if you took him, if you took Lamar Miller out of the equation. I don't think Duke Johnson's getting 20 carries a game. No, he never will. <laughs> and even at times last year with Cleveland towards the end of the year, I was at a game, actually. It was Cleveland and Kansas City. I was there, and I figured Duke would get some play. It was the week before he got a few catches, and he, I think he scored a touchdown. And then he had zero targets in that game. It's like, what is going on? It was really strange. But I think he'll be involved. We know about Lamar Miller. I think you and I have been saying this for years. He's better suited as a guy who gets about 15 touches, 15 carries, not 20-plus yeah. every single game. But, but now he will get 20-plus. Oh, like touches? Yeah, but it's not going to do any more for you. No, it's not going to do any more. But, I mean, having Duke there, I mean, Lamar Miller didn't catch a lot of balls anyways. I think just over 20. So well, he's probably going to stay the same. I, I wonder if that's a product of Bill O'Brien's offense, though, where they just don't pass to running backs. That's why I would think that, like, we don't know what the extent of Cutie's injury is. Yeah. It's an ankle. Yeah. That, does that mean eight no, weeks? Does that mean he's back in two weeks? It looks minor for the moment, but yeah. this guy was perpetually banged up last year. Anything kind of worries me. Yeah, it should. That that's a role that I could see him stepping into, or at least spelling cutie from time to time. Or maybe they go four wide, and they have these offenses like maybe they play the you know, the eleven sets where they have the one running back, the one tight end, and then Duke Johnson's just the other slot guy. Yeah, after he goes out of the backfield. And also, Will Fuller is not a guy that's been able to stay on the football yeah, field. That, so if he if if all of a sudden you got Kiki and 
Fuller out, I mean, maybe you're looking at Duke as somebody who stays on the field quite often. Maybe two running back sets. Maybe he plays up, maybe lines up in the slot. Maybe he's a guy that gets five or six targets a game. I mean, that's valuable for sure. But if anything happened to Miller, I don't see him as a guy. Like, they would have to make a move. They'd have to make another trade. Like, I don't see him. Hey, no no knees. Jay Ajayi is always available. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. He might not have a job this year. Yeah, which is crazy. Well, Um, the Eagles have to cut one of their 38 million running backs. You'd think. Maybe they won't. Maybe Doug Peterson's like, here's the new move. Here's the new efficiency. All the running backs. All of the running backs, which shouldn't shock anybody. We've said this before. Uh, Certainly I have. I mean, there's only been two running backs in Doug Peterson's system who had 20 carries in a game, and Ryan Matthews is one of them. So I'm sure maybe Smallwood, Clement, these Adams, maybe one of those guys, they're off the radar. But anyways, they're still healthy right now. Miller is healthy. So I think Miller doesn't change. No, Miller stays the same. I'm going to move up. Miller stays the same. I think Duke belongs as like borderline top flex. Yeah, yeah, like 35th or something. I'm going to update my rankings yeah. on Sunday nights. Like, I don't I don't feel the need to do it every single night just because you get it gets too convoluted. Some, like, yeah. I need to wait a few days. Here's what the actual injuries Agreed. are. Need yeah. time to assess the situation. And then, they're like, there's more stuff that's going to come yeah. out. Well, I haven't even tinkered with Antonio Brown. Like, have you seen his feet? Oh, yeah. Well, some people won't look. Like, like, aren't, like you're curious? You got to look. He's frostbite. Yeah, it sucks. His feet are nasty. But I haven't adjusted. Like, we're still... Just in week one or week two. Yeah, well, I'm doing my draft pre-season. this weekend, Pat. I'm doing it on Saturdays. Well, I'll fucking get a better time to do your draft. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, everyone should be drafting as close to the season as they can with, I mean, we saw. Yeah, like after week three. Week three is a good. You might still encounter something, especially if the holdouts aren't done yet. Then that throws a real wrench into the situation. But like if you didn't draft already, like at the beginning of July or whatever, right. like why, why are you doing it now? Yeah, just wait it out. Yeah, I mean, if you drafted, well, one guy we'll probably talk about is, is David Montgomery. I mean, everybody's talking about him. I mean, if you drafted six weeks ago, I think I took him in the fifth round and, and you know, draft on Sirius. And now, you know, he's a for sure fourth, maybe even by the time preseason's over, we're talking about this guy in the third round. Like, that's how crazy. Remember the, who was it, Amir Abdullah? Remember that run he had against the Jets? Oh, yeah. Vaulted, and, vaulted him all the way up into, like, the third round. You got to be careful with these preseason reports, but um, already – the community is buzzing about David Montgomery, so yeah, guys well, will move up. Well, if I don't know if I'm going to move him up, I'm also just going to start calling him Mini Mall. It's just like a Mini Mall. Hey, hey. From now on, that's that's going to be the move. But like he did it against the second stringers for one thing. Exactly. Like, like what's yeah. it's nice to see him do well. Sure, that's fantastic. That's what I want to see. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, man. you take you take some of this preseason stuff with a grain of salt. You're right. They go up against second teams. Guys are running with first-team offenses sometimes that won't do it all year. So it's interesting. You, I'll keep an eye on things like Balage and Drake. Like those are those are battles I'm interested in. Not so much a rookie running back. What he's what he's going to be able to do in the preseason. Well, let's compare him here. Uh, we'll talk about Antonio Brown in a second. But Gabe Jackson went down on the Raiders' offensive line. Uh, I think it was from Warren Sharp's preview. Everyone should go read that. By the way, it's like oh, yeah. 250 pages, but it's worth it. It is definitely worth it to go through it. It took me like a week to get through everything, yeah. but it is. Highly informed. I feel like I'm now ready yeah. for the season. I'm trying to get Warren on. He's a very busy sharp man. analysis. Man, he's great. Warren's he's... looking sharp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> real sharp. He's looking real sharp with this, by the way, with, with that guide. So yeah. the big thing is, like, if they listed, like, the Tom Cable ranks. Yeah. For, like, coaching up offensive line. Just, like, every team he goes to is just horrible. <laughs> so their line was horrible anyway. Now they lose a right guard. It's not like Richie Incognito, you know. It's been 10 years since he bullied that poor guy. Like he was, That's been a while. Like he got voted to, like, it's funny, like, you look at Pro Bowls, because like, he's made a Pro Bowl since when he was on the Bills, but, like, 
I feel like with when it comes to offensive linemen in the Pro Bowl and even some defensive players, like if people know your name, you're in. You're in, yeah. And if you've made up before, you're just kind of grandfathered in because no one really knows anyone yeah. else. This offensive line is not good. So if you had Montgomery versus Jacobs, I love Jacobs just because I think the volume is going to be there. And that's the one downside to Montgomery is maybe he ends up in the Jordan Howard role and gets around 250, 275 touches. That'd be awesome. That would be great. And maybe because he can catch, if yeah. Jordan Howard couldn't, hands right. a stone, yep. he gets involved that way. That takes away from Cohen. But Cohen is still going to be there. Mm-hmm. Mike Davis is still going to be there. He is. Remember that guy from Thanksgiving? Sonor? <laughs> yeah. What the hell is Who his the name? hell Mon- was that? Like yeah, it, the Thanksgiving game. I feel uh, it's not Montrez Harrell, but it's something like that. Yeah. Oh, man. Do I remember him? Yeah. You're we like, who like, is who this the guy? hell is that guy? And why does Mitch Trubisky keep throwing to him? So they will play sets where they have two running backs on the field a lot. Like their combined snap count last year for the backfield was like 113% because they played a lot of two back sets. And that that's great for yeah. Montgomery. And if yeah. he gets all the goal line work, that's going to make him very valuable. Yeah. But even though that Jacobs is running behind the far inferior offensive line in a worse offense Mm -hmm. just feels like it all goes through him yeah probably does him and brown him and brown yeah i I like tyrell williams too a little bit hunter renfro yeah i mean oakland's gonna be bad darren waller weller where the hell is yeah watch out for the raiders yeah anytime you're on hard knocks it's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah it really is Jalen Richard, your boy, Rocket Richard. Rocket Richard. Can you get a few passes out of the backfield? I don't know. He's an anti-vaxxer. So that might work in his favor because no one wants to be around him. Yeah. You're like, don't get your measles on me, pal. I got kids. You run to the end zone, man. I don't care. Oakland may just be a complete mess again, especially if Antonio Brown has to miss some time and the offensive line is as bad as is what you're talking. And they are bad. I mean, Jacobs can catch it of the backfield. He should get a lot of the work, like just projecting touches. I would say he finishes as a top 10 back in terms of touches. And that's what I'm saying. That's, that's why valuable. I, that's yeah. why I would take him over David Montgomery. Yeah. Even if Montgomery's better, plays in the better offense, I just think volume will win out even if it is on an inferior team. The bad part of this would be Jacobs only plays two downs, then Richard is on the field or whoever is on the that field. That is a possibility. And, and, and that cripples his value. But that, I don't... Would you spend a first-round pick on a running back? I mean, maybe there's morons, but... Um, who, Penny? I mean, Penny was a first-round pick. He but, hardly but touched the field. But we've seen Pete Carroll do this in the past. They go inside, not Channing Fry. Uh, where the hell is it? Charlie Fry? And like, Charlie, oh, we'll yeah. draft Russell Wilson. He's now our starter. Okay. Yeah, I know. And, and they do this last year with Penny and Carson. Yeah. But... And a lot of the comparisons people will go to is Gruden back in the day when he was coaching. He but gave he all his ca- backs a ton but, of No, but when he had touches. Cadillac Williams, who was like their legit number one, he got yeah. all the carries. He got all the work. Yeah, I mean, but the team was good then. The offensive line was solid. They're going to be playing from behind a lot. Not to say that Jacobs can't catch. He should catch. He should catch 40, 50 balls. Like, that should happen. It, but it, it's possible that Richard does get in there you know, a little bit more than what we want. But we know that Montgomery is going to lose at least value in the receiving game to Tariq Cohen for sure. That's going to happen. For sure. I think so. I mean, they didn't use Cohen towards the end of the season, especially in the playoffs. Like, where was he against the Eagles? Like, he he hardly touched the field. And Kareem Hunt was very valuable in Matt Nagy's offense in Kansas City as a rookie. They got Kareem Hunt. They wanted him. They had a vision. They did the same thing with Montgomery. They moved up to get him. The offensive line is very solid. You mentioned Howard, the 270 touches. That was top 10 in football last year. If you give Montgomery that, he's going to be awesome. He's going to be awesome. And he's going to get that goal line work. So I have him actually as, a, as an RB1. I, Montgomery? Montgomery? So you would go Montgomery over Jacobs? Yes, I would. Would you take Montgomery or Gurley? I would take Montgomery. For, really? Yeah. I think I'd still take Gurley. I think I'd take Jacobs over Gurley. It's really close for me. I have a As couple guys see, ranked I'm not, a little higher. I'm not super settled on the... Like, I really like Jacobs, but I don't want... I feel like all this news about Oakland, and maybe if they're like a disaster on hard knocks, that his yeah. value will fall where Montgomery's is going up. Mo- and maybe I can get... 
both of them or Jacobs just in the you fourth pr- round? You or probably something? can. It's a good call because it is headed that way. Where I mean, just because I have Montgomery, we, we talk about this all the time, but just because I have a Montgomery ranked as like RB10 or 11 doesn't mean you need to draft him there, right? I mean, he is... You might now, though. You, might, you may have to now. I have him just... I have him ahead of guys like Gurley... Um, Delvin Cook. You have him ahead of Delvin Cook? I have him ahead of Delvin Cook. That seems... Why, like, why? Because Delvin Cook's good. Whenever what? he's healthy, he's good. Just hope he doesn't When have you hurt? seen him healthy, though? Two, two, like, that's the, that's the, the one the thing. Why am I drafting Delvin Cook as an RB10 when his last year in college he was hurt? That's the reason that he moved down draft boards. His first year with Mini he was hurt. His second year with Mini he was hurt. What am I expecting here from Delvin Cook? 16 games? There's some risk, clearly. But I would just rather take the guy in um, who Minnesota's offense is like. Minnesota's offense is better than Chicago's offense. Straight up, it is. It's close, probably. It's not close. The Vikings' offense is way better. It's, it's better. It's better. I mean, they got better weapons. Yes. They have two solid wide receivers. And I think receivers. year two of Kirk Cousins is going to go a little bit better. With a run game especially. If they have a run game, the offense will flow better. Kirk Cousins doesn't have to drop back 45 times a game. Well, there was a big thing with the Vikings last year is that they were so efficient on first down, passing the ball for like the first seven weeks of the season. Then yeah. like Cook gets hurt, and they're like, you know what we need to do on first down? Run Latavius Murray right up the middle for one yard. Yeah, and like, that, what are you doing? That clearly Come didn't. Come on, Zimmer. That, yeah, that clearly didn't work out. I mean, Kirk Cousins is in a bad spot. A lot of people are all over him, but I kind of like him this year. He was a, he was QB 12, 13 last year. He's not even getting drafted. He's like in the low twenties. I mean, and if I, the if they if Dalvin Cook does play twelve games, the offense is better, and Kirk Cousins' numbers are probably better. He doesn't throw the ball as much, but it's better. So yeah, I just I feel like there's a little bit of risk there. I I like him. I like Mac too. Pretty, I'm pretty high on Marlon Mack. As, I like Mack as well. I think he's a borderline RB1. I think both of those guys are borderline RB1s. I'd rather take the shot on those guys than the risk with, with Gurley and Cook, although I do see the ceiling. So Antonio Brown. Yeah. He's got this foot. If you're drafting today, are you even... Because he's still going like fringy round one to, to yeah. the middle of round two is sort of the range where he's going. Yeah. Pick, let's say you're sitting there at pick 12 and you have the wraparound. You taking Antonio Brown? Probably not, right? No. Probably taking Juju. Instead. I'd rather, yeah. You take I've, Mike Evans. Yeah, I've I've moved uh, Juju up over him. Mike Evans over him. I'm debating like Thielen and Keenan Allen over him too. It, I have a lot of shares of Antonio Brown already because, to your point, he was falling to the mid second, and I was like, this guy's gonna still probably lead the league in targets. Yeah. <laughs> and you can say what you want about Derek Carr his completion percentage has actually been pretty decent. I mean, he's well, in the he, mid-60s I mean, we, forever. We can say he's not good because he throws all those balls minus four <laughs> yards behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not a good quarterback, but he's never really had a whole lot to work with. I mean, they did have Cooper and Crabtree that one year. He was borderline he was QB1 yeah. that season. Yeah, so well, one, one of the big things about their offense, I don't know if this changes or not because you know Gruden's there now and he wasn't at the time, but market share-wise, when you looked at it, like for a while, it was Sanders and Demarius Thomas. They had like over a 50% percent market share of the Broncos offense Mm -hmm. and Cooper and Crabtree were almost exactly the same way it's like we either throw to these two yeah we run the ball (laughs) yeah for sure so even if he only throws for like 3,500 yards at least you know it's going to these two guys so it's not that big of a deal yeah I mean there's not a lot of options there and they're going to be brutal right they're going to be in these shootouts with the Chiefs and with the Chargers they're going to have to also Tim Andrikus just bet them to hit the over of six and a half wins so you know they're winning like three games that's a bad bet. Yeah, I know. It's just why even take that risk? Like, so much has to go right for them. I mean, they play the Chiefs twice. They play the Chargers twice. I mean, they're already dealing with him. Did he do this after the Brown? Because, like, yeah, the win total is probably going to actually drop yeah. in some spots. Yeah, I, I, 
I like Tyrell Williams. He's basically free. I'm sure he sh- I mean, he should move up draft board slightly because there's just not a lot of guys to throw to. And he was, what, the fifth option at times for the Chargers? At least yeah, the fourth. It, it, depend, it depended on the week. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, there was no consistency in his game. I think there'll be a little bit more. He's the second option, I think, in this offense. All right, let's see. Andy Reid came out today, and he said that the Chiefs plan on using a running back by committee. Well, fun! Because yeah. I... Uh, Dane Williams already dealing with a hamstring problem, but you know he'll be back and work his way into the mix. And you have Darrell Williams, then you have yeah. Carlos Hyde, then you still have Darwin Thompson yeah, there who's as well. Looked good, apparently, according to reports, <laughs> without pads. I, you know how I feel about Damian Williams. I said this two weeks. I said this last time I was on the show. He's easy fade for me, one hundred percent. We're talking about a guy who's never had fifty carry, more than fifty carries in a season. He's only had over thirteen carries in a game one time. One time. we Nobody likes Damian Williams. They like the thought of him being in an Andy Reid, Kansas City Chiefs offense. If somebody was to, like, if you're saying you like Damian Williams, you think he's a really good running back, you're completely lying. He where, had good games with the Chiefs last year. Where, anybody could have been Where would offense. you take him? I wouldn't. You would, though. I would take him RB 19, 20 is actually where I have him roughly. So, like, fourth, so fourth like fifth. in right around now. that, yeah, in around where Jones and Jacobs. And at that point, I'd rather just take I'd rather Bell Cal. I, I, think I'd, I had Jacobs ranked that, over him anyway. Yeah, Jake, uh, Jacobs, Mac. Um, yeah, so we're getting to, like, the, the next yeah. tier down, like the Derrick Henrys of the world and those guys. Yeah. Although I'd, Derrick Henry's already banged up. Yeah, Derrick Henry's already banged up. I, like, I don't probably really care Aaron, for him. Would you take Aaron Jones or Damian Williams? I would take so that's another guy I'm not in on. He's already banged up too. I just, we're take, just all expecting Aaron Jones to to just be awesome. So I think I would just take the upside at that point with Damian Williams. Carry on Johnson or Damian Williams. Um, I take carry on, I think. Yeah, I would take carry on too. And I love the fact that they got rid of Theo Riddick. I mean, there's more passes for him. I mean, he was catching balls before he got hurt last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I just would you draft any of the other because Jake and I talked about Carlos Hyde a little bit. I love Carlos Hyde. But do we even know it's Carlos Hyde? We now? don't. There's a risk. There's a risk. But if he's we going like know. 12th, 13th round, who cares? But exactly. If he's going there and if you don't get Carlos Hyde, then you take a shot on Darwin Thompson. I mean, yeah. You take a shot on one of these guys because Andy Reid, everyone says Andy Reid has never had that running back by committee, but he's never needed to. He's had good running backs. I mean, he had great ones in Philadelphia. But I mean, Kareem Hunt to start. But like Brian Westbrook was a running back by committee guy with Deuce Staley until he became the guy. Until he became the guy. But what are we looking at here? Damian Williams is not just all of a sudden going to be the guy. I mean, I looked at his games and then this is an unfair stat. But through the course of his career, what has he played like seventy four games? He's averaged two carries per two carries per game. Like he's never he's, he's had chances to be the guy. Yeah, I, listen, I, Damian Williams was always my favorite. Like bye week, the yeah. Dolphins running back gets hurt, pick up for the next week. It's like yeah. oh, Damian Williams, he can catch. He might get like three catches this week. Yeah, I got to shove him in in the sixteen sure. man league. Yeah, and then he'd get a concussion. And then he absolutely. I mean injuries, right? And you, like you said off the top, I mean he's he's already not a hundred percent. So. It's a sticky situation. I like where Jake got him at the flex. I like the, I like twenty four bucks. I think is a fair price. I mean, the upside is, is definitely Damian there Williams. for Damian Williams. But I'm not going to draft him as the twelfth, thirteenth running back off the board. I'd I'd let him fall to the early twenties, and that's just not going to happen. I won't get him then. Last week, Cust came out after he saw that Jarek was activated and said, "The Jarek comeback begins." Now he's a now he's been placed on the pup list. <laughs> this guy really is just absolutely <laughs> two days later. Cursed, man. <laughs> so. I don't know how long Jarek is going to be out for. I'm not drafting Jarek, but this does wonders, you'd think, for Tevin Coleman. It should, with Kyle, back with Kyle Shanahan. But do we think that Tevin Coleman's actually any good is the problem. We shouldn't. We shouldn't think that he's any good because he had opportunity in Atlanta, and Ito Smith is, I don't think he's a really good back. And, and Judge Ito getting a touchdown in the preseason last Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for the judge. He got a few, right? He took all those goal goal line opportunities away from Tevin Coleman last year. I mean, there was some games with Atlanta. He had to look at like six or seven carries and yeah. five of them in the red zone and got a touchdown. So I 
I like Tevin Coleman a little bit more here in that Jared McKinnon news. They still have Brita hanging around there. Um, there's another guy, too. that Rassi Mostart? Ma- yeah. And they still have Kyle Jerzy. And they still have Jerzy. Who's always going to play. Yeah, he's, he's going to be on gonna be the field. So I think you have to like the fact that Shanahan, this is the reason went they got, and got Tevin him. Coleman. Yeah. yeah, they went and got him. Very familiar with the playbook. Get a year of Jimmy Garoppolo, who everybody seems to be off this time last year. We're I, drafting I, him I as a QB5. Like- I think the Niners make the playoffs. I think they'll... Or they'll be good, at least. I, I do. I think they'll be competitive, yeah. Like, I think they'll be better than Seattle this it, year. It's funny, because even last year, when they had everyone's hero, Nick Mullins, like, I know they ended up with the second overall pick, so therefore they weren't good. Yeah. But they were a bit feistier than you would think. And their defense, has, I mean, theoretically on paper, has improved. Yeah, it has. And you get Garoppolo back, who you'd think is better than Mullins. Yes. And the second year of Kyle Shanahan, like... Yes. It feels like stuff is coming. Everything that people thought San Francisco could do last year, there's no reason to think that they're not better at this time, at this yeah. point this year versus this point last year. They seem to be a better team. Yeah, I don't know why everybody's out on them because they were the hot team last year. Like Siege, Jimmy Garoppolo was Siege a top came 10 on the show and said that Garoppolo might get benched by week three. Like, what are you talking about? Wow. They pay him $25 million a year. Yeah, he's <laughs> not getting benched. There's no way. And George Kittle, we already know he's great. I think Dante Pettis is, can take another step forward. I think he's... Well, now there's been reports that he's having a bad camp. I don't know yeah, what to whatever. make of these reports. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Who cares about that? He he proved enough to me in the last few weeks of the season that he's he can be a wide receiver three in fantasy, and I think he has upside to be a two. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a better fantasy year than Elshon Jeffrey or Allen Robinson. You hate Elshon. I, there's Alan, just so Alan many guys Robinson, in that Like, just kind of digging in a little bit deeper. I kind of like Allen Robinson where he's going in drafts. Yeah, I like, like it too. Year two. He's the number one. And, and you have to think, like, he was coming off a pretty massive injury. He was. So yeah. now that you get another year away from that. all year and, like, he year. did it with Bortles. I know. If you can do it with Bortles. You can do it with Trubisky. What do you have, like, 14 touchdowns that year with yeah. Bortles? And, like, I, it's the same reason I look at Jacksonville. I look at Jacksonville's offense. I'm like, they don't have Blake Bortles anymore. Yeah. That's good. That's great. That's a huge upgrade for everyone involved. Everybody, especially Leonard Fournette. I mean, the offense. I, I think it's for Didi. For DD2, absolutely. Just I for mean, everyone. For everybody, yeah, because even the defense, even the defense, Jacksonville's defense, not that you and I are, are somebody who likes to draft defenses early, but last year, the defense was actually pretty good. Like, you look at points, they gave up a lot of points, but they didn't give up a lot through the air. It's just Blake Bortles turned the ball over every time in their own <laughs> end zone, puts him in a, in their own side of the field, it puts him in a tough spot. So the offense will flow better with Nick Foles. Get the ball out quickly. He's familiar with DiFilippo, who's his quarterback coach in Philly. Like, they'll play to his strengths. Yeah. I'm not saying I love the offense, but I, I'm like just saying, I, I think like win. I, I'm curious to see what their win total is. I think it's eight and a half, yeah. but like, I think they'll be better than Tennessee. I think so too. And there's a chance that like Andrew Luck's hurt and the Colts suck. Well, there's a, if Luck, yeah. If Luck plays like seven games this year, they'll win like, six games. I, I asked this on the show with Jake and had get people to hit the comment section. Like which injury are you scared of most? I think it's Andrew Luck for me. I, I just don't just because I don't know. And if he's not there, yeah, or he's limited in some sort of capacity, like the Colts are like the one of the favorites to win the AFC. I know. Like if they're not good, especially yeah. from like a gambling standpoint, like a win total standpoint, yeah. The other teams all of a sudden like everyone's kind of high on Houston, but Houston's real iffy because Bill O'Brien's just not. Yeah, a good I'm not. I don't know the, how I feel about Houston. Like Jacksonville went from having the best defense to having a good defense, yeah, but not a great not, one last not a good year. One. But we see this like the yin and the yang every year with defense. It's a weird division. It, well, it's just like Chicago. Like Chicago had the best defense last year and generated all these turnovers. Like, what if they're not plus thirteen in the turnover? What if they're plus three? Are they as good? No, they're yeah, not. You're right. What if they're not so healthy again this year? They're not going to be as good. Yeah, and then it just ebbs and flows back. Like we know. 
that Jacksonville's defense has been put in place to be really good. Mm -hmm. They need to be healthy. They need to execute. They can do that. And we saw them go to the AFC title game with an inferior team two years ago. They were up on the pass. If they weren't... If that fumble gets called properly, like, they're looking good. Yeah, (laughs) and if they don't actually take the ball out of Blake Bortles' hands, like, they were too afraid to let him throw in the second half. I mean, he had a great first half, and they literally just handed it off every single time. They were too afraid of that. Nick Foles has obviously proved that... You know, he can play on the big stage. My my thing with Luck is, I agree with you. Luck was a cor- Luck was QB1 for me until Tyreek Hill. I found out that news, and I bumped, I bumped him down to two, like, obviously. But then I hear that his calf has been bothering him since, what, May? April or May? That's a big-time concern. Like, I won't take him even in a two-quarterback league now. I don't feel like I want to take him as the second quarterback off the board. Yeah, but to, to be clear, like, that's because he's still going really high. He's still like, going if he was high. going in the 12th he's, round, you'd take Andrew Luck. Sure. Like, we took him in the 12th round last year not knowing if he was going to play or yeah, not. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, if he does play, he's going to be great. For sure. But, I mean, if you're one of those that like to, you know, Watson, like, I would, I got Watson ahead of him now. Rodgers, I'm actually not sold on, but I would I would take Rodgers. I know just, it's so crazy to say just that Just take Rogers, Josh but. Allen in the last round. That's Why the doesn't anybody like Josh? Allen. I love Josh Allen. He's the man. Like people, I've had some heat. I have Josh Allen ranked ahead of all these burners, like the quarterback burners, like Kyler Murray and I think I have Lamar ahead and of Lamar. We'll, we'll but the, they're all we'll, kind we'll, of side by side, yeah. and nobody likes that you, at all. You, you pick your poison and kind of go with it. I just like Josh. The case I keep coming back to is everyone like Baker. He's going to take the leap. He's an MVP candidate. There's so Sam, much risk. Sam Darnold. He's a fringe, like a dark horse MVP because the leap in year two. Josh Allen. There's no possible way he could ever improve. That's impossible. It's like, well, what if he gets marginally better? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like he said he's going to be really good. He's got <laughs> weapons, some some weapons at least this year. Not, but what did he have last year? Zay Jones? I mean, that guy can't run a route, can't catch a football. At least they got a burner in Brown, a burner in Foster. Like 100 running backs on that team. The offensive line is a little bit better. Well, let's like talk about the Bills right now. They played last night. They won 24-16 over Indianapolis. Josh Allen played 18 snaps. Shout out to Levitan for breaking this down because he actually did the snap counts. Nice. What so did you? in the 18 snaps with Josh Allen, John Brown played 17. The bees. The bees. Played There's thir- another guy. Played yeah, 13. Uh, Andre Roberts played 11. Zay Jones played nine. Robert Foster. None. None. I know. He's, which sucks for my best ball shares two months ago. Is he gonna, it seems like he's he going to get cut. Or is it just Can like, they afford to just cut a wide out that well, they have actually like, had a bit of they have like chemistry? wide outs. I guess you get John Brown. That replaces what Robert Foster it is, does. It does, yeah. The, the immediate... He, he can go back to being the co-star of Jackie Brown and be fine. Get Oscar nominations. Yeah, I, they yeah they play the same kind of... That's Robert Forrester. Robert Forrester, that's right. Robert Forrester. Max Cherry. Yeah. Jackie Brown. <laughs> Everyone go check out my Tarantino Power Ranking show. It's up on the feed. Um, they, play, they play the similar role. ADOT is through the roof for Brown. It was for Foster last year. He had the highest ADOT out of anybody, higher than Deshaun Jackson. He just didn't have enough you know, games to so targets to qualify. Here's a really interesting thing that I think the Bills have done now in year two with Josh Allen, and I think Sean McDermott saw this when he was in Carolina, that when you put Cam up with the Calvin Benjamins and the Funchesses of the world, it's almost exactly like Cam was a highly inaccurate quarterback. So you try to get the biggest people possible. Oh, they have huge frames. They'll catch everything because yeah. Cam's throwing it 20 feet over their head. Yeah. They're giant. But as it turns out that when Cam Newton, when he was more inaccurate than he is now, and maybe with this arm probably goes back to that, that the biggest benefactors in the receiving game to help Cam out the most were these little guys who just got a ton of separation off the line that you didn't have to throw it to a spot and make these guys with huge ranges make a play on the ball. 
these other guys just had three feet of separation or three yards of separation. Yeah. You just threw it in their direction and they were open. Yeah. And that's basically with Cole Beasley and John Brown. That's what the Bills have done here. Yeah. And I think this helps out Josh Allen a lot. I think it does too. I think Cole Beasley is going to be somebody that we talk about in PPR formats, definitely in DFS as a sneaky little guy in the slot. It's going to be easy completions, as you said. And you said it perfectly. And they have a few backs that can catch. I mean, Singletary looked pretty good yesterday in a small sample size. Is he the Bills back to draft or is it just don't draft any of them? I think it's probably don't draft. I think it's actually Singletary. He's pretty cheap. I mean, you stash him. Maybe that turns out to be like Chubb-like. If you held on to Chubb all year and then finally they got rid of Hyde and they open up the door for Chubb, maybe that happens. They get rid of LaShawn McCoy and then opens up the door for Singletary. I mean, I know Frank Gore is still hanging around. He's going to get 250 carries. (laughs) My goodness. 3.3 yards per clip with three (laughs) touchdowns. Then don't draft Singletary and don't even draft Frank Gore. I mean, it's just a complete headache. Their best running back is Josh Allen. He is, yeah. Maybe he doesn't run around as much because the offensive line was brutal and he was running for his life, but I still think he'll call his own number. I mean, he led the Bills yeah. in red zone rushing attempts last season. Yeah. That's all you want from your exactly. We're, I'm not out here saying that Josh Allen's going to be like, the Bills are going to win 13 games. No. He's going to average 40 yards on the ground a game. That's like starting with a touchdown. Yeah. And if he hits it's a free touchdown. It's a free touchdown. And he might get those games where it's like 98 yards rushing. Well, he like, had them last year, so he, sh- <laughs> he certainly could. And if he hits Brown or Foster, Brown is obviously not... He doesn't have the best track record. Resume staying healthy. No, but he so gets I think deep. they should keep... It's like yeah. Isaiah McKenzie. He gets deep. So He's one little and runs around. Yeah, Brown, deep shots. I mean, Allen has the the biggest arm in football. I mean, his dot was through the roof last year compared to anybody else. So he hits Brown. Brown's leaving. He hits Foster. He's one of the two that he's going to take those deep shots at least two or three a game, and I'm sure he's going to connect on one yeah, of those. And yeah, and the, the fun thing about Josh Allen is he's going to throw a ton of picks. But that yeah. doesn't matter no, for fantasy. It, it doesn't matter, no. Like, it's almost like when Blake Bortles was a top 10 quarterback. Like, oh, he threw a whole bunch of picks, so we just had to air it out the entire time. He was a top 10 quarterback like three years in a row. So, and remember he used to run, too? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, Josh sneaky, Allen is sort sneaky, of like yeah. advanced Bortles as it comes to fantasy. That's at least how I envisioned yeah. it. This could go disastrous. It could. I just like what I'm seeing here. Paul, how do you feel about that for your Bills quarterback? Yeah, you weren't listening? Perfect. <laughs> it tuned out with the Bills. Uh, I got nothing, really. If they played the Colts, Colts without luck, like, who cares? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, New cares? England, New England, Detroit, uh, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby! Yeah. Two TDs. Interesting. He's playing. He's, he's getting all the first-team reps without Edelman around, but yeah. if Edelman comes back, does that mean, like, Myers pushes out Nikhil Harry? Do they play, like, two slot guys? I don't know what to make of it. Like, do you draft this guy? Probably I don't know not, what to right? make either. Probably not in your, in your standard 12-team league. You're probably not drafting anyone after Edelman and Harry, I suppose you could. But Harry! 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 With him, like, we just don't have a lot to go by with Belichick and rookie wide receivers. Like, it tends they tend to kind of just go under the radar. Yeah, watch and, like Philip Dorsett still be the guy. I think that's very possible. I mean, you look, th- this is a team that wants to run the football. I yeah. mean, they're even lining up Sony Michelle wide in practice. That's how hurting they are for their wide receivers. Like, this is a guy who doesn't catch the football. The guy to draft is James White. He's going to catch another eight ball, 80 balls probably this season. Of course. Yeah. Even James White in standard is fine by he, me. Absolutely. Would you draft Damian Williams or James White? I think I'm leaning James White at this that's, point. That's, Isn't I, that crazy? I, I Listen, I love James White. I'm trying to get him everywhere. Yeah. But if it got down to, like, oh, no one wants Damian Williams, and I'm sitting there you, in, like, the fifth round, and it's take, like Williams versus White, I'd be like, I think i got to go with the upside of Williams here. I think so, too. Yeah. 100%. If you just pick two of them, you, you take them. But, I mean, you get White a little bit later on Hopefully. That. I think people are savvy to what White's up to now. They should. It's been it's taken so long. So, the other, the only interesting thing I really found from Detroit was TJ Hawkinson, mm. dressed for the game, played zero snaps. Interesting. 
I wasn't drafting him anyway, but people were like, oh, you know, he's like, Noah Fant is, I don't even know if Noah Fant's going to be any good, yeah. but he's who you want to take as a rookie tight end over TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. He might be great next year, the year after, whenever. I just don't see it for him here. No, I know. It's tough for these rookie tight ends. It's, I mean, look at Jazeki. I mean, he he's had, now the fourth string tight end on Miami. And all the hype from him last season, right? He was going to be. I kind of I mean, liked him in year two. Like, hey, I kind of like him in year two as well. But my, the point is, he didn't do anything in year <laughs> one, and there wasn't a lot of guys hanging around there. So take some time. I had some heard some great things about Hawkinson, but that's really surprising. Like zero snaps. That's that's not something you want to see for your first very, preseason. It's very game. curious. They like they had three rookies who just didn't play. It's like, what are you doing here, Strange. Matt Patricia? You dummy. Yeah, he wants to run the football too, and I don't he, know how good of a blocker he is. Yeah, so. he's an excellent. He's like the best blocker. Well, then why the heck isn't he on the? Floor? I don't know. I don't get it. Weird. Matt Patricia's trying to make too many notes on his laminated clipboard <laughs> with a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> That guy needs to get the pencil. He out needs of the to be ear. fucking fired. Yeah, already. Just take a hike, Matt Patricia. I wouldn't be surprised if he was fired after this year. Me neither. I, yeah. The way that he handled everything, the way he handled the media, he was short with the media. He was he flipped Tate, all he, those. Look, you can yeah. be short with the media and make all these bold moves if you're really good. Look, yeah. hey, look how well it worked out for Chip Kelly for one year. Yeah. Then when he wasn't so good, it was like, yeah, no one gives a shit here, Chip. <laughs> Jeez, Take a hike. Gave him full control of the damn team. <laughs> now they got Deshaun back. They're yeah. good to go. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore and Jacksonville, they won 29 nothing. Uh, the big takeaway here is Lamar Jackson played 16 snaps. Nice. So the wide receiver breakdown, Seth Roberts played the most uh, of any wide receiver, him and Chris Moore. Then it was the need, got the need for Sneed. He played a touchdown, 11. I think. Uh, he did. Nice. I believe that was later, though, not from Jackson. Okay. I can't really remember now. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was, though. But Lamar actually played three series. I was kind of stunned. Miles Boykin had a touchdown call back. He played four snaps, looked the best, but Hollywood Brown's a DMP. He's not playing yet. Mm. So it's hard to figure out what's going on there in terms of, like, Celia loves Miles Boykin. He does look really good. He does. But yeah. I just don't know how much value any of these receivers are going to carry. But here's the interesting shakedown. With Lamar on the field, Boyle played 10 snaps. Andrews, everyone's favorite sleeper tight end, played six. And Hunter Hurst Helmsley played six as well. Like, it's going to be just a situation where Andrews is going to have these spike games because he's such a freak talent. But trying yeah. to rely on this guy week to week is just, I don't think it's feasible. No, I don't think it is either. Like, if you're in a 12-team league... And He's being drafted as people starting tight end. He is. And I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable doing that. In a 14 team, sure. In a 12, I don't like to carry two tight ends anyways. Uh, but maybe like if you like Herndon, you take him, you knowing he's suspended for four games and maybe you roll out Andrews for first four weeks. I don't know it's possible. I do I do like him, but you're right. There's three tight ends there. They're a team that wants to run the football. Nobody ran the football more than them last year. It's not gonna change. And Lamar Jackson, as much as you want to say, anybody wants to say he's he's gonna improve in the passing game, he's it's not that great of a passer. It does benefit these tight ends, but it that makes me kind of be out on everybody in the offense. And now they're saying that, like, I'm not going to run the ball as much. And we didn't see him run the ball at all last lies. night. I think it's lies, ball. too, because why would you be running the ball? In the ball? Like, if the circumstance is the more you run the ball, the more likely you are to get hurt, why yeah. would you ever do it in the preseason? Right. <laughs> and And I think... Harbaugh already said that they were going to run the ball more. I don't think he's just messing with people. Well, I don't, I don't think that's even possible that they could run the ball. I think they ran the ball like 63% of the time with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. That's nuts. I, I see I see something very similar, and I, I know you don't like Ingram. Oh, I'm not no, here I, to tell I, you about wait, Ingram. Wait, just wait till the auction recap. I'm not here so. to tell you about that, but they do. They, last year they did tip their hand when they had Gus Edwards on the field because mm -hmm. he couldn't. He can't catch. Well, he's the Gus boss. He goes yeah, to the end zone. But you know that. So much better than Ingram. <laughs> at least you know that he. 
they have heels. They're going to run well. the ball that, for the most part. Like they're not going to be dumping it off to him. He doesn't catch. But um, yeah, I, I'm not in. Uh, Jackson's Jackson's all right. Solid floor. I think Boykin is very interesting as a late round guy. As somebody who's really not getting drafted in 12 team leagues. But it, I just think in 12 team leagues, he's a pickup if he yeah. does anything. And maybe you miss out. Maybe like you're savvy to Boykin. Yeah, he's a watchless guy for me. I yeah. want to keep tabs on him to see what happens the first few weeks. If I miss him. You, I miss him. You miss him, and you're never going to feel comfortable starting him. Even if you get into week eight with injuries, you're going to roll him out there, and he could have Unless he's games. the guy, he and then I missed games. him. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Tennessee, 27. Philadelphia, 10. Mm-hmm. Sudfeld goes down. Armcast. No Nick Foles to back up Wentz. Uh-oh. You better hope Carson Wentz stays healthy. I think the more interesting thing uh, is their backfield. Jordan Howard starter, Miles Sanders, the, the much-hyped Miles Sanders from practice this week oh, three yeah. carries three yards yeah nice nice jump cut in practice in the red zone everyone loves them yeah. moving up before it's it's crazy i saw a bunch of tweets like after that jump cut in practice in the red zone like that little cut he's only three four on dk week one it's like guys like, don't get into down. this trap jordan howard's gonna be the week one starter on that team he's and gonna he'll have get the 16 most carries for 53 yards and maybe two touchdowns and maybe two touchdowns <laughs> yeah he may be the goal line back to start the year and they'll probably mix out guys we know this already darren don't, Sproles is don't don't draft any eagles back i think that's the best and don't place. draft any i like i like Ertz, but don't draft anybody else in the offense either besides wentz DJ. Jake says this all the time. Draft the cake and not the icing, whatever the hell he says, that little saying. It does make a lot of sense. There's a lot of weapons around there. It's hard to project targets. And it's funny because Jake usually says about Mariota, <laughs> or as Tim calls him, Mariota son. Because <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, he, it's the weirdest pronunciation I've ever heard of Mariota. But is there a chance Ryan Tannehill could be their starter? Tannehill looked oh, yeah. way better. It's a solid, last night. solid chance. Uh, Mariota is on a. He's is on he a just short dust? He's is on he a short not leash. good? And this is another guy. Good thing Chip Kelly didn't trade 17 first-round picks, <laughs> a second and a third for this guy when he probably wanted to in Philly. My goodness. Yeah, there's a chance he could be done. Uh, I think he'll be the week one starter, and then, you know, he's been hurt numerous times. We've He's also had, I think, three or four different offensive coordinators, so it's hard to really be that hard on him when the playbook's changing all the time. But he's another guy. If you're out on Delvin Cook, like, this guy's always injured, too. Oh, yeah. I'm not in on Mariota. I want Did- nothing to do with him. The one guy I kind of like in this offense... Ryan Humphreys. Adam Humphreys. Adam, sorry. Ryan is a is a guy I work with, actually, at Weinstein. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> um, Adam Humphreys. Uh, I think he I think he could probably lead the team in catches. Oh, I think that people are sleeping on Corey Davis. People are definitely sleeping on Corey Davis. Like Corey Davis is good. And he's really good. Is everybody forgetting we're all comparing him to Terrell Owens when he came out of college? So yeah, like, well, no, they, they, when they, they spent a first-round pick on Brown. He's, he's gonna, you're going to yeah. push Corey Davis out. Maybe not. Maybe <laughs> Corey Davis in year three, he's the breakout. Logan Woodside last night, 138 yards and two scores. Sure. I don't know if we'll ever hear of this guy again, but like, keep playing him in the preseason. Yeah, why not? I mean, Howard or uh, Henry is, is not 100%. Listen, I'm drafting Deion Lewis. Yeah, everyone should. In like the 13th round. Yeah, he's he's basically free. Um, so with Davis, he never he got a lot of top covers last year, and there's nobody else to help him out. So you put Delaney Walker in there, you got Humphreys, Brown, some guys all of a sudden that offense. You know, I'm not ready to give up on Corey Davis yet. Okay, Giants 31, Jets 22. Darnold plays seven snaps. Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, mm. say it right, Frenchie. And Quincy, little Quincy Anunua. Yeah. Uh, they were the three receivers on the field for every single one of those snaps and Herndon out there as well. And Curse, like... No, Curse is on Detroit now. He broke oh, his yes. leg. He broke his leg last yeah. night. I like Crowder. He looked good. I watched a little bit of this game. 
Crowder looked good. And and Crowder has always looked good when he's healthy. It's just that. But he's another guy that's where, always hurt. Yeah, he's another guy. It's always guy soft always tissue, hurt. and you're like, oh, and that's ah, a, my hamstring. And that's a red flag, but I he's think not going early. I, I think Robbie to. Anderson's the play here. Like, people have he's that. He's the number one option. People have that range of, like, people are. I almost 100% of leagues are drafting like Chris Godwin over Robbie Anderson. I have Godwin ranked ahead of Robbie Anderson by two spots. Yeah. And there's like a three round value difference between them. Like, mm-hmm. just give me Robbie Anderson every time. Yeah. He's a talented dude. I, I like him more than Alshon. He has stupid hair, but yeah, I have him ranked above Alshon yeah. as well. Yeah. He's, he's the number one option in this offense. He was good. He was, he showed great chemistry with Darnold last year. I like, yeah. I even like him more than Allen Robinson. Just slightly. I know I have him ahead of Allen Robinson as yeah. well. Yeah, I think he's good. Yeah, like he's, and he's going after those guys. If he is, if you do one of those running back heavy drafts, yep. and he's your wide receiver too, yep. I'm, that's, yeah, that's it's fine. Not, it's not optimal. It's not, no, it's not ideal, it's but fine. it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. He's he's probably more with three, but he has upside to be two. Yeah, like if you had three running backs in the first four rounds, or you had Kelsey as one of your first picks, yeah. in like, let's say your first wide receiver was Mike Evans, yeah. or even someone below, Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. and you had Robbie Anderson... I was going to say Mike Williams, but you yeah. probably wouldn't have those two. I've been starting a lot of drafts, wide receiver, wide receiver, going Mac Montgomery, and then he's still there as the fifth. Like, he could be the third, and I think that's a decent start. I'm kind of in on – I don't want to say necessarily passing on the first-end wide receivers because it depends on where I draft, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I guess in an auction, it doesn't really make a difference. But yeah. I want to get those running backs. Those top those top five? I feel like after I, – I don't have them as a top five. I have, them, I have them as the top three, Zeke for the moment, who would be number one. I dropped him to number four. Yeah. And then, like, I don't – I'm not in on David Johnson just automatically being a top five guy. I'm not. Yeah. That, that's why I'm willing to kind of – I like Connor, but I'm willing to pass on DJ and Bell and Mixon. Grab, I like, grab I, a wide out. See, the thing is I like all those guys. One of them's definitely going to bust. One of them's going to be a top three running back. That if you just kind of load up on that tier of guys. Yeah. Mick, Mixon's going to bust. I don't know if Mixon's going to bust. Bengals suck. Too much work, man. So much work. The Bengals sucked last year and he was good. He was. Yeah, he was. Uh, let's yeah. see here. What else? Uh, Daniel Jones. He's great. What a pick. What's everyone all over the Giants for? They know what they're doing. Clearly. Yeah, of course. Not. They don't have any leaks at all. How uh, many games does he start this year? There's a You can bet on DK Sportsbook right now. Is it like over or under four and a half I think it's like something? seven and a half or something. He's got to be you, playing. You got to think. <laughs> so Benny Fowler is currently the receiver to own. That's not Evan Ingram. <sighs> Because Tate suspended. Tate suspended. Shepard's apparently going to be ready week one, maybe so week next week. It, it came out reports this week that they've been giving him the Tour de France jersey <laughs> uh, in practice. He has to wear a yellow jersey to know not to throw to him or not to get hit. Yet Eli is constantly targeting him. He's constantly getting hit. Oh, <laughs> what are you doing, God. Giants? Like, get it together. Yeah, that's hilarious. Only the Giants. Typical Giants. I like Ingram a lot. Me too. And, yeah. Especially yeah. with these injuries. Absolutely. But I do think he's probably like, once Tate comes back, once Shepard's healthy, you probably want to sell him. Especially you, if he's a hot start type of guy. Yeah. It's like Cam. Cam. I looked at Cam's schedule. Cam has really tough matchups for like five weeks. Then he probably has the easiest quarterback schedule the rest of the year. Flip him So out. people are going to be, no, like, go, get, get go get him. Yeah. Because yeah. people are going to be like pissed that Cam's not, or if he is good for the first five weeks, watch out. Yeah. I like Cam a lot this year. 
Well, he's the discount. Is, he's cheap. He's the like discount is nice, and they've done a good job of getting guys like DJ Moore and Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, guys L- that you don't have little to be, guys little, who get in space. Those quick throws, because we know Cam's not accurate. You talked about his shoulder. I'm sure like that's going to bother him a I'm little bit. I'm not too concerned about that. I'm a little concerned of the fact that I don't know if he'll run as much because he's taken a lot of shots over the years, a ton of shots, and you wonder with that. All of a sudden, he's got that shoulder now. Is he going to run around as much? Call his own number. I'm sure he's. That's going to be hard to get out of his game plan. He's always done this but if he's taken those shots early on in the season i mean he could get a setback but i like what they've done with their offense so he's basically free okay so we got the baker mayfields 30 washington yeah the washington disasters 10 what a joke they're gonna be this year yeah they're not gonna be good especially if trent williams doesn't come back like you'd think that like hey we're a bad team we don't know who our quarterback is let's just run the ball a bunch but like what if you can't yeah. Doxson's never been able to stay healthy. Jordan Reed's never been able to stay healthy. The like, guy... Peterson and Geist didn't even play in this game. Like, you've got, you've got to keep him fresh for the year. I better see some touches from Geist in the preseason before I draft him. I like the fact that he's... I said when I was on the show last time I didn't like him, but I do like him a little bit more now that he's, like, in the seventh range, seventh round range. Yeah, he's, like, he's that's, dropping. That's... That's value I can certainly get behind. You're not drafting him as an RB2 now. The only note that I picked up from this game is that Cleveland played 11 personnel. It means one running back and one tight end. 88% of the time, that's up from 68% of the time a year ago. So, Baker's it, awesome. I loved how excited he was yesterday. Opening good, drive, he looked phenomenal. Scored a touchdown, jumped around like he won the Super Bowl. I'm good all new, over him. Good news for Rashard Higgins, because if they yeah. do continue to play 11 personnel, he could be on the field a lot. They're going to they're gonna run some, yeah. Because Duke Johnson's or, not there, so you don't have to worry about him being on the field. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. Uh, Miami and Atlanta. Uh, Preston Williams, four catches, 90, 97 yards, drew two defensive pass interference and got tackled at the one-yard line. <laughs> That'll burn you every time. Undrafted free agent. Maybe he makes it like they're – I don't know if he's like a team preseason guy or he might make the team, but I still like Albert Wilson the best. I like Albert Wilson the best too. Yeah. I Originally, I was Parker, but I don't think I'm going to go down that road I'm not again. drafting Parker. Yeah, if he has go the good year and it burns me, it. good so on him. So be it. Yeah. Not doing this again. Yeah, I'm not either. Albert Wilson was, he looked really good last year, playing some playing uh, out of the slot at times. They had some end arounds for him. He was a big part of their offense. I can I think he'll be too. Josh Rosen actually looked pretty good in that game too. I watched a little bit of it. I do still think that Fitzpatrick is going to be the week one starter on that team, but eventually they're going to have to turn the page. They have to at see least what see. they have with Rosen. Yeah. I mean, they're probably going to be one of the worst teams of football draft quarterback next year, but See what they have with Rosen. I think it was a good buy low. It was a good deal that they made. Yeah, and listen, if Rosen is good and you and you are kind of trash this year and you get yeah. the number one or the number two pick, whatever yeah. it might be, and you don't feel you have to spend yeah. and use that pick on a quarterback, all of a sudden you have this draft capital. Let's say they get the first pick. Trade the first pick for one next year yeah. and a second next year, and you trade down and pick up another second this year. That's how you make your team exactly. infinitely better yeah. right away if you have a guy that you can build around. Now, if he sucks, then yeah. you got And Ryan Fitzpatrick is probably a guy that could potentially get dealt to a team who's dealing with a quarterback injury. Sure. Say, knock on wood, you know, once goes down, I can't believe I said it. You know, uh, they would make that deal. Quadre Olison played a lot behind Devonta Freeman for Atlanta in the back. I think he's the guy that owned over more than the, Smith. More than the judge, Judge Ito? Yeah. So you got the Q continuum in Judge Ito. Yeah, I, I think he. I think he's the guy to own. I mean, I wasn't really impressed with Ito Smith last year in given times. Like, Coleman couldn't do anything, and they gave the ball to him. He, he wasn't really impressive. Are you in on Freeman? No, not really. No. 
I mean, I, he has that upside to be an RB. It depends on where he goes. Like, I, I don't have him in that range of the Jacobs and the Montgomerys. I'd still take Aaron Jones over. Like, yeah. He's that, that next yeah, level next down. Year. And I, I feel like there's at least one person in your league who's going to be like, Devonta Freeman, I owned him two years ago when he was great. Yeah. I'll take him in the third round. Like, eh, well, yeah. I missed. Yeah, he's right in around that range where you have to take that chance on those risks, run, risk running backs like Henry or Fournette. I would take him over Henry. I would take him over Henry, too. I would not take him over Fournette. I have Fournette ahead of him as well. Yeah. Uh, Carolina, Chicago. We already talked about Montgomery. That was good. Yeah. Got nothing really else. No, that's that's basically it. Green Bay, Houston, 28-26. Kiki gets hurt. Duke Johnson, we kind of covered the Texans. Yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray, Arizona. They won. They beat Jeff's Chargers. Jeff was all, like, bummed out about it. <sighs> it's preseason. What do you make of them bringing in Michael Crabtree? Did they actually bring him in? Apparently, they wanted to sign him. A Crabtree said no. Okay. Turned down a deal. Maybe he thinks he can do better elsewhere. But to me, that made me think, well, maybe they don't like these wide receivers as much as we all thought they would. Like, everyone's, like, trying to figure out which guy could be the guy. I keep saying this. Arizona might really suck. They should. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury might be a terrible coach. Yeah, he's never. Kyler coached. Murray might not be good. Right. Like yeah. They, they, these are all within the range of outcomes. Everyone just oh. wants. Everyone wants this to happen so badly mm-hmm. that this is going to be the. And maybe they're right because on paper it looks really good. You're going to play an air raid. You're going to play four wide receiver sets. So you're going to have David Johnson. Offense. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna be bad on defense. You're gonna throw the ball 500 times a game. But like, it just might not work out. Their offensive line still sucks. It's brutal. Yeah. I. I agree. I, I see people drafting Murray as like a top five, top eight quarterback, and I'm just like, yikes! Like I can't. he was good when he was a value. Exactly. He spent yeah. A 14th round pick. That doesn't matter. There's just too much good. risk there. You're you're really drafting on him being perfect. I heard somebody say that they think Murray could get a thousand yards rushing on the ground. Like that's asking a lot for a rookie quarterback. Like again, he runs around. He's very fast, but. Like you said, the you, offensive line is not good. Do you want to expose him to that many hits? Too? No, like, you shouldn't. The one, no. the one decent thing about Josh Allen running the ball is Josh Allen's huge. He's a big boy. <laughs> He's a big boy. Like, that's yeah, good. Murray's not. I, I like Murray's Kirk. Not, Murray's not small. And it, I know you want to say, like, big versus no. small gets you more hurt because maybe if you're taller, it leads you to a more susceptible chance of being yeah. hit in the knee because it bends in an awkward way. Yeah. But if you're just taking, like, brunt hit after brunt hit, I just want the guy who's bigger. Yeah, and this is... This is different. Carson Wentz's rookie year was running around like that, too, and he took some vicious shots shots on the sideline. And Doug Peterson's like, he's going to need to learn. Like, this is a different league. He can't be taking those shots. They all add up. So I I have some question marks with Murray. I I think he's more of just a guy I'll want to play in DFS, and I'll pair him up with Kirk here and there at times. I think think Kirk is probably the best value for the Arizona team right now. Actually, you know what? Larry Fitz is not a bad value either. I know, like, Larry Fitz, but before last season, last season he finished as a wide receiver 26. It was basically his worst year ever. And they were awful. And they were awful. And Rosen was brutal. And the year, two years before that, he had back-to-back seasons of 100 catches. If he's going wide receiver 44, 45 in a PPR format, sure. I don't even have to start him as my wide receiver three at that point. Let's roll him in as flex guy. On the other side of the ball, Austin Eckler started for the Chargers. He fumbled near the goal line. The next red zone touch went to Justin Jackson. Fun! Oh, that's going to be a headache. And Jackson's pretty much free. I'm still drafting Eckler at over Because Jack- he's always going to have the Jackson, role, yeah. no matter what. Do you think Gordon... Comes back for week one. I think he does. I think they both come back. I think I just don't understand where their leverage is. Yeah, I think Zeke comes back. It's very interesting with back in the day when the Cowboys won in 92, Edmund Smith had led the league in rushing yards. The following year, he was heading into that year getting paid fewer than half a million dollars, less than half a million. 
and he sat out the first two games they went 0 2. Jerry Jones made him the highest paid running back in NFL history. They have to sign Zeke. They drafted him early. They gave up the first round pick for Amari Cooper. They're not a Super Bowl contender without Zeke. I don't care what anybody says. You can devalue the running back position all you want in fantasy and real life. I don't care. They're not a Super Bowl contender without Zeke Elliott. So I think Jerry Jones is windows closing on Jerry Jones to see one more championship in Dallas. I think he's going to do what he can. But Gordon is very interesting. The way that Phil, what does Jeff think? The way that Philip Rivers came out and said, like, Jeff's you know, on we team. have all those back. Je- Jeff's on enough. team Philip. Of course. If you want to sit out? You want to sit out? Sit out. We don't need you. <laughs> Fair. But, and they probably don't but, need But him. he's correct. Like, and everyone who talks about it is right. If you tie up all of this money yeah. with Melvin Gordon right now, yeah. how are you going to re-sign Bosa? How are you yeah. going to re-sign your, your good players on defense? Yeah, exactly. And they have a lot of good players yeah. on defense. And that's more important than yeah. having I think Melvin there's a Gordon. better chance of Gordon sitting out than Zeke. I don't think he'll... I don't think Gordon will play week one. So I think Jackson is a pretty good... I mean, you take him, what, a 12th, 13th round, and maybe he... Maybe I don't know how your draft goes the first couple rounds. Maybe you don't like a couple backs. I don't know, but you could you could play him. Like I will rank him, pro- and you probably will too, as a borderline RB two week one with no Melvin Gordon. I think he's the guy that gets those yeah. gets those carries. It's not going to be Eckler. I don't know. See, I, I'm torn. I need to see more of this and see yeah. how this shakes out in the yeah. preseason. Well, last we saw a little bit last year that Sunday night game against Pittsburgh. They but gave was, those touches, but that was to Eckler. after Eckler had gotten banged up. But Eckler had started that game, and he wasn't doing anything on the ground. They turned it over to Jackson. Eckler is, is always going to have that. He's safe to draft. He's always going to have that that oh, role, man. no matter what. Seattle 22, Denver 14. No Chris Carson in this. Uh, I called Chris Carson, based on his value right now, basically the poor man's Derrick Henry. Yeah. You, instead of drafting Derrick Henry, you can get the same stats from Chris Carson. 100%. Love Chris Carson. You're, he's not going to catch the ball. You and Although I know we talked that. about League of Leagues, we know Chris oh, yeah. Carson, how he, good he is. He's our guy. He's our guy. But he even talked about that he's catching the ball more in camp right now. Hell, give him 28 catches. And all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, Chris Carson, here we go. Uh, Yeah, I'm sick of people talking Penny, actually. Well, Penny Uh, had seven touches, 42 yards. That's not bad. But still. They... Run the ball enough, yeah. That to, like I think Carson's the lead, Penny's the secondary. Yeah, I don't think that they're both startable. I just think Chris Carson. When the, we talk about red zone work in Seattle, it is Chris Carson. Yeah, 100%. He's the man. He is the man. DraftKings Metcalf got targeted on two deep balls last night. There's not a lot going on there. I don't yeah. like him from a from a season long snake standpoint. It, we'll talk obviously my auction a little bit later, but he's a, he's a DraftKings player. That's why yeah. he's DraftKings Metcalf. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, there's not a lot going on there. There yeah. really isn't. Any more injury news? Any anything else you gleaned? No, that's that's yeah. basically that's it. it. Yeah, right. we'll tell people about the Athletic and what you got going on. Yeah, lots going on at the Athletic. Uh, twice a week is show a show with Jake and Brad Ziegler. We're, we'll be talking football all year long. That's on Mondays Brad and Ziegler Wednesdays. Ziegler, the pitcher. Brad Ziegler, the pitcher, okay. does not like to talk baseball. Brad Ziegler loves football. Who he's likes pepinist? Who likes to talk baseball? No one. <laughs> no is the one. answer. Yeah, he's a, he's a big fantasy football guy, big Chiefs guy. So um, yeah, give him a follow if you don't already. He'll be talking football all year, doing a picks uh, show with uh, Michael Beller. We'll be oh, doing that so, once a week. So you're going to compete with me, Jeff, and Tim, are you, for a pick show? Uh, well. We're not going to compete. We'll We're comp- put some no, more we are info. now compete. some more info. We are there. now compete. I'm sure that show will be far more informational than me, Jeff, and Tim. <laughs> I don't know. Your guys' show is, is must-watch, must-listen. And coming up, hockey season's around the corner. I know we're talking football, but I'll have my own hockey show at The Athletic, and looking forward to that. All right. At Chris Meany on Twitter. Garyan, last time he was on the show, referred to himself as the fat Chris Meany, so that makes you the skinny Garyan Thorne. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> 
compliments towards Meanie. All right, I'll take it. Uh, I'm Pat Mayo. You can follow me at the PME on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Sub to the audio podcast. Get in the draw for 20 DK bucks by smashing the like button of the video and doing whatever the hell I said at the beginning, which I don't remember at this point in time. And my rankings will be updated Sunday night on DKPlaybook.com. Keep checking the feed for more fantasy football content. Enjoy. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.